0: Hey everyone, if you're enjoying my podcast, I'd really like it if you left a review or at least a rating. It'll help the podcast greatly so that I can continue to make the best content possible. Thanks. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. I'm your host, Delano, and today we're going to talk about Sony and their movies and how we might be able to mm, create a new continuity based off of the Sam Raimi movies and Venom and, and the Morbius disaster and, and everything else. So, I've briefly talked about this before in previous episodes, kind of has a... Toss-in type of idea, but now I want to really talk about if it's possible to connect the Sam Raimi movies and the Sony's Spider-Man Universe movies that they have, right? No Way Home is the bridge that can potentially connect these things. So, as we all know, we start from No Way Home, and No Way Home... We have two villains that are from the San Raimi well three. That are from the San Raimi universe. We have from Spider-Man 1, Green Goblin, from Spider-Man 2, Dr. Octopus, and in Spider-Man 3, Sandman. Now, know what you're thinking? Well, you know, we've got these guys, and how can we connect Spider-Man 3? To the Venom movie, if Venom is in both of these movies, which Venom will prevail? Ah, I know, right? And Sandman is in Spider-Man 3, so it's like, eh, doesn't really make a lot of sense. Doctor Strange's movie magic. Doctor Strange's, uh, let's say, spell creates a paradox... That eliminates Spider-Man 3 from the equation. There is no Spider-Man 3. It's over. It's 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 a cheap cop-out, but the movie set the tone that Doctor Strange has a tendency to mess up some spells if under a certain amount of pressure. Um the first time he tried to do the spell to make everybody forget, and the day he tried to wipe everybody, he let Peter interfere with the spell. I'm not sure how that's even possible. I still don't agree with it. And then on top of that, I don't know why Doctor Strange didn't elaborate on what the spell would do before he started trying to cast it. As soon as Peter had the first question, he should have stopped the spell, broke it down for Peter, and then tried again if Peter still wanted to be on board. It's just a weird plot hole thing that was created so that the movie could exist. And that's a shame. But now we see, like, there's a theory that um, there are a couple theories out there that I've read after the movies come out. Some people say, "Well, anyone on Earth would not remember who Peter Parker is, so that means potentially Captain Marvel would know. The Guardians of the Galaxy could know because they weren't on Earth at the time, and so the idea is that Doctor Strange's spell only worked for the planet and alternate versions of the planet." Right, like all the other people that came from different universes. Everyone that knew who Peter Parker was and his secret identity at that moment on that planet is white. I guess it could make sense. I don't know. But that's the possibility. And then they also believe that because there are lingering signs of his existence... That if Peter really tries, people can start remembering. Uh, so there might not have been a wipe. The spell may have been a block. And so something would need to unblock that that memory, that information. Uh, so that those are the two prevailing theories as to why Peter may not be 100% alone. Um, you know, but it is what it is. Now we know with the Venom movies... Uh, Sony decided to... And I'm not going to go on a rant about Sony and their clickbait activities with No Way Home and Morbius and Venom Carnage. I'm not even going <laughs> to... We're not going to talk about it. Morbius is the absolute worst movie of all time that Sony has put out, and that's fine. That's okay. Uh, Marvel movie. I don't know about the other movies they've put out, how bad they are, but from Marvel perspective, yes, it's the worst movie and. Rest in peace, Morbius, because we cannot see it again. But, with all of that said, the mediocre Venom and the mediocre Carnage, those movies, especially the Carnage movie, decide to tie directly in to the MCU. And not only that, but introduce the Venom symbiote to the MCU. <laughs> but not only that, not only that... We have a Peter Parker who may eventually be consumed by the symbiote. This symbiote possibly, maybe, somehow, potentially could retain the knowledge of Peter Parker and decide to make his way to Peter Parker. That could be the link. Now, look, I don't know. Now We, we talked about this before, right? The end credit scene. We had a whole episode about this. Let me bring you up to speed in case you don't know if you haven't heard about this. The idea is that when Venom and Eddie were talking... They were in the bed at the little resort or whatever. Island, wherever they ended up. And Venom is telling Eddie, like, look, I, I know a lot of things. And so the elaboration behind it is that... It's a, it's a link. Especially if you like focus on the comics all of the symbiotes have like an internal link of information where they can feed off of knowledge that other symbiotes have attained or obtained, right? So the theory is that this particular Venom was in communication with the other Venom from Spider-Man 3 who knew the identity. That doesn't really hold up too well when the... The, the news breaking thing comes up and, and Peter Parker, we see Tom Holland sitting there with no mask and then Venom's like, ooh, tasty. Like, you know, he wants to get a piece of that action. So it, it's not the most perfect scenario, but there is a chance because of that theory that, I mean, that's what we're thinking Venom is talking about, that he's connected into this hive of other symbiotes um, and and that, that's how he's acquired the knowledge of who Peter Parker is. Not to mention, just in No Way Home Alone, we know that there are tons and tons of, of characters and people that know by his identity. There, Odds are there are other symbiotes that know as well. So it may not have been Spider-Man 3 symbiote. It could have been a different symbiote from a different reality that we have yet to see. Maybe one of the realities that Doctor Strange went into during the Multiverse of Madness. like It could have been, could have been anything. Uh, paint. Paint Venom would be interesting. What a, what a weird looking symbiote that would be. But anyway. I digress. So there's a possibility that that piece of Venom. That piece of symbiote that was left behind. Somehow. Some way. Has retained. The knowledge. Of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And is going to make his way to that character to either, you know, I guess to, to bond with Peter at some point. Um, so that may be what Venom... That may be what Sony and Marvel could work on. That could be what we see in the next movie. If there is a Spider-Man 4 or 5, we might see the symbiote make his way. he grabs random hosts, take them over, and then kind of like what Venom did in the Carnage movie, where he just, once he separated from Eddie, he just went from host to host, just kind of hopping around um, kind of thing. We might see something like that. Eventually, he makes his way to Peter. That's like a thought that comes to my mind. Actually, both Venom movies did this, right? Because in the first Venom movie, he made his way. That symbiote was hopping around until he made it to Eddie. And in that second movie, he was hopping around after he left Eddie and eventually made his way back to Eddie anyway. Uh, So that's kind of what we saw with that. So we set all of that up to say that Sony may decide to do some retconning and say, if you want to watch a full movie experience within the movies that we've made, you can watch Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Venom, Venom 2, uh, and No Way Home. Now remember Morbius the 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 trailers right the trailers of Morbius featured the Sam Raimi Spider Man. It was clickbait because it wasn't in the movie because Sony's a dick, and that's that's fine. That's fine. That's contrary to popular belief. It's fine that Sony's a dick, uh, but we we saw the trailers. We could watch the trailers. We know that Sony had some form of intention of including. Sam Raimi's Spider Man in that in their current universe, no real traces of the Andrew Garfield characters or anything like that. We only get glimpses, like the Daily Bugle was a throwback to the Sam Raimi Daily Bugle logo and and font and everything. That was a throwback. You had, you know, again, you have the murderer sprayed on Spider Man, and after seeing No Way Home. It seems to be implied, according to Tobey Maguire's Peter, it's implied that he was involved with people's death, even though that wasn't accurate. We know Green Goblin died one way. We know Doc Ock died one way. Um, Sandman didn't die. I guess the only real death that Peter could have maybe caused was the symbiote, and then Eddie jumped in after him. I'm not sure where they're getting the murderer thing, but, you know, J.J. Jameson is going to spin whatever he can and people are going to believe what they want to believe. So it's possible that in that current storyline, Toby did eventually become known as a murdering type of Spider-Man in the same universe that we see Venom and Morbius, Kraven eventually, Madam Web eventually, all of these characters seem to have that, that, one, that one deleted scene from the trailer really hinges these two universes together alongside of No Way Home. It all seems to correlate to be one long thing that Andrew Garfield's universe is just kind of cameoing in. Just kind of there, hey, how are ya? How's it going? But I won't be back. Now, we know that Andrew Garfield has said he wants to take a break from acting. Um, It doesn't seem, he doesn't have much of a timetable for when he would be back. But he said at least a couple of years, if I remember correctly, the the quote. So, Sony, if they want to bring Spider-Man back, Tom Holland is currently taking a break. His contract was up. He's currently taking a break, some time off. Andrew Garfield has also said he's taking a break. He's taking some time off. Toby McGuire, I don't know what the heck's going on with Toby. I don't know. You know. We don't know. But out of the three candidates, if Sony is going to bring a live action Spider Man back to the, to the screen, it's probably going to be, I would lean towards Toby. And here's why <clears throat> I think if you bring back Toby and you have him in a movie with Venom, or Craven or whoever, you can solidify that he is part of this universe. I think I think most of us would agree, Tom Hardy's venom is significantly better than Topher Grace's venom. I think we can all agree on that. Right? I think we can agree on that. So I think you have Tobey Maguire face the Venom that he's supposed to face and, 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 you know, because remember, remember the end of Carnage, right? The end of Carnage sees Venom leaving San Francisco. He's leaving California. I would not be surprised if he goes across the country to end up in New York where he ends up being part of the Sinister Six and all these different things, but he ends up in New York and ends up having a better chance, a better opportunity of running into Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, who is known as a murderer. Maybe Venom decides, I want to be a lethal protector against this guy. This guy is known as a murderer. I'm new in town. I don't know what's going on. And I'm just going to go chase him because that's what I see on the newspaper. Right? Huh? We're, we're thinking we're, we're, we're thinking about it. You know, this could work. I don't know if this would work. That's what we're talking. But that could be what you could utilize as a means to have them battle on screen. One character that's misunderstood being chased by another character. We've seen this in the comics. Like, uh, for instance, the Punisher in Spider-Man had a similar type of thing where Spider-Man was known as a menace. The Punisher runs into Spider-Man recalls the narrative and decides to you know he's not at the least he doesn't trust spider-man spider-man is trying to help he's not really ready to trust them they butt heads they do some fighting against each other things of that nature but they come to realize at least on punishers part comes to realize like hey you know what you're actually not that bad of a guy would that happen to venom and tom hardy Don't know. Would Venom and Tom Hardy come to the realization like, hey, you know, you're actually not that bad of a guy. The question is, which one? Like, we have Venom, but when you look at the symbiote versus Eddie, Eddie sounds like he would probably be the one to try to be like, hey, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Whereas the symbiote may very well be like, no, we got to kill him. We got to eat him. We we got to, we're doing this. And they, I mean, we've seen in both movies, they always have that inner conflict until the end when they resolve to be united as one. And, and the whole thing, oh, yay, they, they figured out the differences. So it, they may just do that gag all over again in that movie. I mean, that's these are just thoughts, right? Um, you have Toby there. Heck, bring back Sam Raimi to direct. I mean, we, we, we know Sam Raimi knows. We, number one, we know Sam Raimi still got the touch. Number two, we know Sam Raimi knows how to create a modern-day, horror-esque superhero movie. Now you bring in Venom, who's supposed to be scary, and you bring that kind of horror element, and he's reunited with Tobey, and both of these people, Tobey and Sam, have both been quoted as like, I love working with this guy, and I would love to work on another Spider-Man project with this guy. So they would be up for it. Tom Hardy would be up for it because he finally gets to face a webhead. He's been quoted as talking about Tom Holland specifically. But I'm sure he wouldn't mind going up against the original... Original gangster. The original Spider-Man. You know? So, I mean, it could, it could be a project that all three of those guys would love to be a part of. Um, and it could work if Sony is down for it. It could work. That's all I'm saying. It could work. And they can retcon, eliminate Spider-Man 3 from the equation. It just goes to Spider-Man 2. And then we jump to the Venoms. We jump Morbius and No Way Home and all that. And we just, that's just how it'll be. That's just the mix that we'll have. Um, If Sony did that, if they were able to just create and retcon and do all of that, I think it's an easier watch for all of the movies. I think it's just an easier watch. But those are my thoughts about if, if we can connect those two universes. And if they really are still one universe. Sony hasn't gone out of its way to say it's one universe. But I like the idea that they've sprinkled just enough pieces that you could, you could reach for it. Here's the, the downside If you eliminate Spider-Man 3. I know, not a lot of people like it, but I did like it. One of my favorite things about Spider-Man 3 was Sandman. I loved his story arc. You know, in the comics, he's really like this idiot, goon, guy that just... But in the movie, they really brought a, a high level of sympathy... For the character, to the point where you you understood why he was doing this, he, his daughter and all these different things, and he literally is not trying to hurt anybody. He's he's just this is how he feels like he can do what he's got to do to provide for his dying daughter. So you could tell he's not here to fight just to fight, and it brings a, a great level of sympathy that you know you don't see, you know, in a lot of these current M- Marvel movies. Um, I think the closest that we see is, like, Thanos, which they did a, a much better job. But, you know, even scenes, like, when Thanos, you know, and Gamora and everything, like, he was on such a quest that, like, he didn't want to have to do what he did. But he felt like this has to this has to be done. And I'm going to have to sacrifice my daughter. I'm going to have to sacrifice all these lives. I'm going to have to sacrifice a lot in order to do what I feel like needs to be done. I'm not just killing people just for the thrill. You know what I mean? Like, this, there's a purpose for this. Um, so, you know, when you, when you get a bad guy like that, it's not even a bad guy. That's a true antagonist, right? Something that's not necessarily maliciously against you, but it's just an obstacle in the way. It can be as simple as, if I want to create a podcast, the antagonist in the story is my need to get equipment, my need to get the money to acquire the proper equipment, the microphone, uh, the recording software, all these different things in order to create that podcast. These things are not evil, but they are in the way, they are currently blocking me from being able to achieve my goal. So that's, you know, that antagonist versus an actual enemy. That's the difference, right? And so, why well, I want a tangent but, you know, so we would miss out on the Sandman story. And that would be a little uh, disappointing. Because he, I mean, he's not the best villain, right? We, I mean, Doc Ock, a lot of people would say he was the best. A lot of people say Green Goblin was the best. But I wonder if, if Spider-Man 3 wasn't clogged up with New Goblin and the Venom, the Venom thing would that have really been able to be fleshed out to where sandman could have definitely been a top tier spider-man villain on screen we may never know um because when he came back in no way home he was kind of an idiot like they just kind of chopped him up into just nothing he just was there was no kind of lingering anything from his his first movie debut like it just they stripped him um they stripped him. That's the best way I can put that. So, you know... We'll miss out on that. Um, we'll probably miss out on New Goblin. And, you know... Look. New Goblin wasn't necessarily a key element. But he... he I mean, he dies in Spider-Man 3. And if you want to have a Harry... We don't have a current Harry in the universe right now. right? Any... Any any supporting characters for Peter Parker do not exist in the Sony movies right now because we don't know where Peter Parker is. We have not seen him. We don't know who his allies are. So there could be a Harry. Harry could still be alive, right? I think we just have to assume that whatever we saw in Spider-Man 2 is what we would pick up off from in in the movie. And, And then on top of that... um. I think the progression of MJ and Peter's relationship, uh, you know, Peter, Tobey Maguire, he says in No Way Home, you know, it's complicated, but they're making it work. Um, So clearly they survive events after Spider-Man 2. It's implied that they survive events from Spider-Man 3. Um, It's implied that they obviously just made everything work. Uh, Didn't mention that there were kids. Didn't mention that. But in one of the plot leaks, one of the original plot leaks that happened like last April, and we talked about it here, they said that Peter and MJ did have a daughter, Mayday. Uh, Mayday Parker, who ends up being Spider-Girl in that particular universe. So, you know, maybe maybe they do have a daughter, but Sony just decided not to elaborate on that and just keep it to Toby and Christian's relationship, and just keep it at that. Um, Which is fine. That's fine. Whether they have a child or not, it's fine. (sighs) Uh, The original Aunt May has passed away, so we would have to recast her, you know. um, But there's a lot of things that we would be missing out on from that movie. I will say, one of the things that may take this off of its hinges is... um, So, here's the thing about, I guess, deaths, right? In No Way Home, it's heavily implied, heavily implied, that Sony and Marvel retconned the deaths of these characters. So, it sounds like Doc Ock... Would still be alive. It sounds like Green Goblin. Would still be alive. It sounds like they were snatched. From when they were about to die. Right? And then sent back. Given a second chance at life. Uh, Doc Ock seems like he's been reformed. Right? The chip has been fixed and everything. It sounds like maybe he's fine. Goblin is trickier. Because his whole game. This whole stick is to pretend like I'm one thing and then the goblin will resurface and it's going to go back to Haywire. So we don't know if he's good or not. But that creates a lot of possibilities for later movies. Maybe he's... Maybe Willem Dafoe will come back and be part of the Sinister Six that Sony's desperately trying to create. Maybe. Maybe. It's possible. Maybe Doc Ock will... Be a pro- a prominent scientist either at Oscorp or at uh oh gosh, what what Horizon Labs that we saw in Morbius. Maybe he becomes a scientist there or something. Like there are some options where we could see Alfred, Melina, Willem Dafoe reprise their roles again alongside of Toby in these in, in the next movies. It seems like they are still alive. Did Sony do this on purpose? Did Sony and Marvel come to the table and and Sony was like, well, listen, we want to keep these guys alive, actually, because we might have one more movie for them to be in, in our universe. So we're going to use this movie to bring them back to life. And then we're going to go ahead and put them in another movie with Toby, And that'll be their official sign-off thing. Maybe Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire team up one last time. Tobey becomes a mentor to Tom Holland. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different things that could happen if you kill off Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Because you imagine he won't be, obviously, he won't be portraying Spider-Man forever. Um, And I already said Miles Morales should be the live-action Spider-Man in Sony's universe. I want to see Miles Morales. Keep Tom Holland inside the MCU. Let Miles be over here. Doing his thing in the Sony universe. That's what I've been saying. It could work. You get, you get Toby. You get a black guy, black kid or whatever. They work together. And then Toby goes and dies. Like the ultimate Spider-Man comic book storyline. The original appearance of Miles. Toby dies in action. Miles takes up the mantle. Maybe he ends up. Maybe Toby dies during the battle against the Sinister Six, and then Miles has to overcome and, and and take them out. Maybe they make it a two movie parter thing, where the first movie towards the end Toby dies, Miles has to retreat, and then the second movie Miles gets himself together and goes back and punches back against the Sinister Six that killed his mentor and his friend and whatever. You know, like it did. You could do it, Sony. You could do it. there's some things you could do to, to make it work. I'm saying it's all I'm saying so you know i um I think uh though, though that's that's how Sony could make it to that the Sambury movies are connected to the um, to the current movies that they have. Will they do it is a better question, and the will. Is a, is a strong, probably not. I don't think that they're going to go out of their way to connect the movies. Um, and we still don't know who the live-action Spider-Man is, right? Like the Morbius director said, Spider-Man is already doing his thing in that universe. He's already existing, and we're going to find out who that character is, who that actor is, who who it, he is. That's according to the Morbius director. So, whoever is out there swinging is already swinging. Now, if if Sony doesn't want to have to spend time developing a hero, then yeah, you're going to have Andrew or Toby. It doesn't make sense for Tom to be in there. Last time we saw Tom, he was still in the MCU universe. No real way of of leaving that universe. It doesn't look like he has any kind of tools to be able to leave his universe. So, he's in the MCU. So the only two options you have of established storylines where you don't have to do a whole lot of explaining to the audience is either Toby or Andrew. So those are your options there. Um, But someone is already out there kicking butt. That's the thing. Someone is already out there swinging around, doing their thing. And because of the Morbius trailer, it's implied that it's... Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, who's out there, his old behind, still doing what he's got to do. That's my take on all of this. Now, the problem is that I keep using the trailer as part of the evidence, but we know a movie is a movie, and we have to stick with what we know in the movie. Technically, there is no Sam Raimi, uh, Spider-Man, in the movie. Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker or Spider-Man does not show up. So unfortunately, I have to eliminate the trailer. We can only use the trailer as something that we think that Sony is doing and they changed their mind. But we also know that that was probably clickbait to get people to come in. And oh my God, look, that's Tobey Maguire's thing. We just saw No Way Home. Let's go check this movie out. It didn't work, Sony. It didn't work. If anything, you should have just left that in. It would have made the movie not significantly better. But we would have been excited about the future at the very least. Um, But whatever. It's fine. It's cool. It's great. So, with all of that said, you guys let me know what you think. Okay? This is not a perfect fit, obviously. With most retcons, it's not a perfect fit. Continuity-wise, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. Um, but between Spider-Man 1, 2, and No Way Home, the continuity has stayed consistent with Tobey Maguire and his portrayal and the things he says, the things he does. That seems to stay consistent. The throwbacks to different things that he said, for the most part, line up with what we saw in those original movies. Um, so... Eliminating Spider-Man 3 is the only movie... But, but that's the beautiful, the beautiful thing. So like with No Way Home, right? Peter does reference that Harry dies in his arms. That's in Spider-Man 3. So if you eliminate Spider-Man 3, that quote looks weird. So they made references to the third movie that... You'll have to... It's, it's corny... This is weak. This allows for weak storytelling. This allows for lazy story writing. But you can just wipe that away with, oh, Dr. Strange's spell. I know, I know, I know. I don't like it either. But you could just wipe that out and be like, well, that happened before the spell. Now that he's done the spell, looks like this is all a new storyline now. And some things are just left undone and just fizzle away. So that's kind of what could potentially happen. I know, I know. But that's the risk of the multiverse, right? That's the risk of what Sony and Marvel are doing. Where now it's gonna be like we have this character, and if we kill that character off, we could just cast another one and just say they're from another universe and just be done with it. And it's cool. And that just that can create a lot of issues with the, the, the significance of deaths and, and all these different things. You know, when Gamora or Black Widow. All these different characters that had died. It was like, we're probably not going to see them come back. But now it's like, uh, eh, she dies. We'll just get another one from un- another universe. It's fine. It's cool. We'll retcon that and say it was a simulation. It's fine. It's cool. Like, it, it you know, so we'll see. I mean, our first full-fledged taste of a multiverse with Doctor Strange, it, it played out very well. They kept it very organized and something that you really should not be tapping into often, type of vibe. So it, 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 they may not abuse it. We'll have to see what happens with Loki Season 2 and how the different timelines, right? We, Loki established timelines. And Doctor Strange and, and Spider-Man established multiple universes. And I think people are going to interchange these two, but I think there's significant differences. There's a reason why the terminology with Doctor Strange has constantly been multiverse, multiverse. There's a reason why all season long of Loki, we kept hearing time, time, time. There are two different things, and if they were the same thing or interchangeable, we would have heard the show and the movie switch those out from time to time, but we didn't. I can't remember hearing Multiverse during Loki, and I don't remember hearing Timeline and Doctor Strange. I saw Doctor Strange twice. I don't remember them having a moment where it's like this timeline. It's just been universe, universe, universe. So there's a lot going on right now. Marvel has a lot going on, and Marvel's What If is another piece. You know, like there's just a lot of multiple realities. That Marvel wants us to get into which to a common fan would make their heads explode <laughs> I mean you know it just would be it would be catastrophic to a certain extent so you have to be careful um so we'll see we'll see but like I said guys let me know if you think that these universes could fit does Andrew Garfield's movies fit better with Sony's current universe of movies I might do an episode of that, but I felt like the, the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire movies fit better, easier at least, um, to slide into the Venom movies and all of that. I think <clears throat> Tom Hardy's Venom, if Sony had their way, they would pretend like Topher Grace's Venom wouldn't exist either. That's just my my theory. I think we all agree that we could just pretend like Topher Grace never even, it never even happened. I think a lot of people already have. Um, But yeah, let me know about how you feel about all of that stuff. Um, And uh, I guess uh, that's all, folks. And I have an announcement about the podcast, but it's going to be in a separate episode. New content is going to be coming in, uh, in here probably Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, while my newsletter is going to be doing something Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, so daily content for me, whether newsletter or podcast is going to be daily content for me. so I would encourage you to um, you know subscribe to both so you get a nice dose of different material. Um, but in the meantime, thanks for listening and keep swinging. Hey, as part of the Anchor platform, did you know that you can actually leave voice messages? Feel free to share feedback and ask questions. I'll feature those questions in a future episode. Link is in the episode description. Look forward to literally hearing from you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep swinging.